This is Banging on the Drum. You guys ready to roll? Welcome to episode 12 of Banging on the Drum. 12 in a row, haven't missed one yet. And we still have our sponsors. So with Valentine's Day right around the corner, don't rely on getting a perfect team in the Super Bowl to get a hand job from Mike in the Hardy's parking lot. Buy your significant other something good at Journey on Boutique or buy yourself something nice at journeyonboutique.com to feel good about yourself. So promo code banging, all lowercase. Thank you for giving us that deal for our fans. All right, we're going to roll right into this. So with one month in the new year gone, we had some New Year's resolutions. So we are going to hold ourselves accountable. And and we are going to go over our New Year's resolutions. So one of our New Year's resolutions, 25 Twitter followers. Check that one off. We had 98 the last time. So a few more, I think, will be verified. Yeah. I was really hoping to get to 100 this week. Before the episode, yeah. 98. I mean, we were close. So then we had, we wanted 100 listeners to one episode. The Jackie episode still is at 98. And Marx is at 83. Marx is actually a better trajectory to get to uh to 100 so we're too short of that so we still got 11 months to get two people to listen to that thing so if you got a friend out there that hasn't listened tell them to listen so we get two more and we wanted three division one athletes or better or coaches or whatever three people that weren't our friends that know something that we don't to come on and no luck on that one. I don't know how we got Chris Jackie at this point. So I think that, to be honest, Chris was just pretty cool about coming on talking to nobodies. Yeah, that what was, it comes down to. It blows which my was awesome. mind. Because yeah, the thank only, you again. We appreciate it. Yeah, the only other person I've ever heard back from was Antonio Freeman. Other than that, no, no one even even says anything back. But whatever, we'll so we'll keep we trying for you guys. guys like that. Probably get a lot of requests. Oh yeah, I was thinking about it because even when we started this, even when I asked Chris Jackie, I did not even realize how many like just Packer specific podcasts there were, which was probably a good thing because I think if I seen that at first, I would have just been like, "Oh shit, this is like a crowded space." But but now we're on episode twelve. We're going to keep it rolling. I can't remember the rest of the things, but I touched my toes yesterday, so I'm doing good. Still make a little noise when I tie my shoes, but. So I talked about being like getting on like clean eating and hasn't been going so far, so well, so far. So like every weekend I cheat, which is like my plus of my week. Like that's like the thing that I am so happy about. Um, I just haven't like I've had something going on each weekend, which in my mind, I'm like, well, so I'll just get started following. I'll just get started following. No, and I had that with some stuff 
I always find that with drinking too. Like I'm always like, okay, what's the best time frame to quit drinking for like a period of time? I think it is February. Cause like what what holidays do you drink on? Valentine's Day. You gotta wanna go out and have wine and get a little wine. Yeah. But I'm actually on episode two where I didn't grab beers. But this time was a mistake. I went to the store to get beer. And I ended up getting something else and I didn't get beer. That could have been uh, my, that could have been my own. But that's all right. So I got a question for you guys quick. What's like the most destructive um, new year's resolution you have ever had, which is like opposite of what you'd expect. So I'll give you my example here. So I have a good one, right? So at one point when I was in maybe like just graduated college or something like that, I had to um, have a new year's resolution to drink more beer. And I failed, right? So I was not like a huge drinker at the time. That was my New Year's resolution was to drink, like to drink more. Like most people are like, I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to quit doing that. Mine was to drink more beer and I didn't succeed. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, if I ever even set something. No, I was going to say for me, at least, I feel like I set like a goal. I forget about it. And then it's just kind of that, like I'm too, like I don't. I didn't set a goal with you guys, so I don't know. I just pick. You got to pick one on the fly. You want me to on the fly right now? Did you set any goals when you started the year, like on a personal level? No. No. That that would be my most destructive one is like very consciously being like, I'm not going to change anything. I don't, that's not my thought process going in thinking I, I don't need to change anything. I just, I don't know. I feel like. It, it's just kind of a weird reason to give you a goal, like a New Year's, like a New Year's goal. I feel like everybody forgets about it. I don't think if you pulled everybody that did a New Year's resolution, I'd say probably like 95% of them just forgot probably by the end of February, for being honest. So yeah. I, I just think if I don't know. Or if you're like us, you would just succeed by the beginning of February. Yeah, that's what we were doing. Just set the bar low, and then you can achieve it and not worry about the rest of the – well, not low, but like – or just overachieve in those couple months. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll lose them before the end of the year, our followers, and then then we won't. (laughs) We might. All right, Riley, pick one quick. I know you're gonna have to cut some time out that I'm gonna learn how to cook more I need to I'm gonna gonna cook more of my meals instead of going out and using all right so what what do you like want to cook that you don't feel like you can a lot (laughs) I don't know like I don't know like I can make pastas and easy stuff I want to make like seafood like fish i can't make a fish or like salmon or anything like that can you catch um, a fish yes i can there you go um, and go out and catch them and just keep trying fair enough no but i just i need to learn how to cook more i feel like i just i'm i get like pre-made things and heat them up or like if i make anything it's like spaghetti or like something easy like that or throw something in the air fryer. Frozen pizzas. Yeah, exactly. 
That's what's up. There was a there was a point in time where I thought frozen pizzas were healthy, just because it wasn't going to McDonald's. <laughs> oh no, my thing now is like any like vegetables stuffed with like meat. Like I've done like peppers with stuffed in meat and cheese, and just think that's healthy because there's vegetables. Yeah, I think I still do that. I still count it. <laughs> like tacos don't seem that unhealthy to me. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we'll roll into overs and unders for the week. Who wants to lead with their overs and unders? So after that little conversation, I'll lead with my uh, over. So uh, we celebrated my son's birthday. I'm only like a month late, you know, because we had COVID. So with my family and we made a homemade Dairy Queen ice cream cake and very, very close to being out. Very, very close to being on. So that's my over for the week. Wait, very close to being what? Like right on. Like it oh. tasted like just like. Um, so it was probably a little like less dense. Right. So like if I if you're cutting through it, like a dairy queen ice cream cake is like super hard to cut into. But this one wasn't that bad. Whose birthday was it? Cam's. Okay. So he's five. We were gonna okay. do it that that same week and then like we had COVID and then the following week we were, I think we might've still been quarantined. So we were like staying away from people. Then we had Christmas until we did it. Like, so just a bunch of like, he things got his birthday. Out. He got his birth. That's what's up. Uh, so for my downfall, I had to work Saturdays and that's always like, a, I get to I have to do two a quarter. And that's always like, it's like the worst thing about my schedule now is having to work a Saturday. Oh, yeah. Someday I'll become a manager and have not have to do any Saturdays. Yeah. My dream is just to have a nine to five where I have a desk job. Yeah. And <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, I, I would rather use my hands. Not me. Not me. So my theory on um, like getting a job is like I should have went to school for finance. And like, because if I'm going to be like even like half the time, like disappointed in what I'm doing. Fuck. I might as well make a lot of money while I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. And I, I mean, mean, so I, I enjoy my job, but if I have to be someplace, I might as well make a ton of money. If I'm going to have to be there, I'll do the job either way. Right. But like, I feel like even if you have like a boring job like that, like, I think if you're like a construction worker, electrician, like you're going out to new places and that's fun and whatnot. I guess I, but like, I think if I work a desk job, like I enjoy going to the gym. So like, that doesn't bother me. Like, that's how, like, I don't need a job like that's strenuous because I get my ass to the gym, whether I have that job or not. But I, I'm pretty lucky, like my job in the Air National Guard so I can get a boring job and then that job can be boring, but I mean, it's always exciting as well. Like you get to go out and shoot 50 cows sometimes and do shit that nobody else gets to do slide out yeah. of a helicopter. Like, like, so that's pretty cool. But, what I learned working in the prison is don't rely on your job to give you like satisfaction. I learned yeah. that in prison. Right. So at McCoy, you know, working for the MWR, like I could get satisfaction out of that job. And like, that could kind of be my whole deal. And then I went to the prison and it was like, 
you're not really helping anybody you're just kind of there right and you're actually you know making other people's lives probably not that great right (laughs) and so you have to like do things for yourself like you have to actually go out and like find recreation and like participate in things outside of work where i didn't have to do that at i realized that the job doesn't mean nothing like you can go to any place and do anything really nice riley you got some i heard you had some pretty pretty exciting ones this week yeah you guys always seem to have more exciting ones than me um i made a fucking ice cream cake man. <laughs> well yeah fair enough um so my over this has to go with my kind of new year's resolution i guess I discovered how amazing crock pots are. Like oh, yeah. they're incredible. Uh, I made buffalo chicken dip, some pulled pork. I've, I've thrown some ribs in there. I've done all sorts of stuff. And like you just set it in the morning, and then you come back to work, and it's just just done. It's incredible. Like I don't know. I feel I feel young just saying that, but they're incredible. Our supper, every supper during the week is from a crock pot. We just put a different meat in it every day and we use it. We have rice, our meat, and then a vegetable. But crock pots, those are a game changer. My favorite crock pot meal, I think, is uh, Italian beef, which yeah. was probably a sin for your uh, for your uh, girlfriend, she yeah, would not deal say, with Italian I've, beef that comes from a fucking crock pot. I've had a ton of Italian beef in my last three years, and never from a crock pot. So I'll, yeah, I'm I'll, sure it's probably a sin that you don't. Run, that's not the way you fucking cook that shit. Right? I'll run it by her and uh, let you know how that goes. It'll be All good. Right. It's always good. All right, so that was your over. But under, there is a snowstorm coming our way. And um, work's been a little more busy than usual. Work's so slow for me. I've actually had to pick up the pace, which God forbid. Um, and then, like, everybody's freaking out over, like, I think maybe an inch or two of snow. Um, there's, like, bread on the, in the stores running out. It's People think they're going to be just stranded for four days. And last year, there was a big snowstorm, and that was – like kind of a big deal obviously um down here in texas but it's not going to be anywhere near that so it's just kind of annoying kind of a nuisance yeah Yeah, so that ice storm took out power for a lot of people right yeah yeah that's that was the problem yeah because texas is on their own grid and everywhere else is kind of intertwined nationally i don't really know but yeah no i remember hearing that like like the federal government, like they don't pay some sort of tax. So the federal yeah. government doesn't help them out with the power because Texas yeah. has its and own grid or whatever. And the main problem is like they knew it was coming and that still happened. So they're still, they're thinking this time around the same thing's going to happen. And down here, it was, it was kind of a, it's kind of a shit show. There was, um, like apartments were being set on, not being set on fire, but like catching fire. There's tons of racks. There's a, like a hundred plus car pileup, like five miles away from me. That was like huge national news. Like it was a big deal, but I think like in Wisconsin, it's like another day. It's just, it's crazy to me. 
but yeah. so I understand they don't have the infrastructure to handle that. But yeah, I, honestly, in Wisconsin, you get like eight inches and it's kind of like another day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could get a shitload of snow and like it's okay. You know, we might cancel school for a day. Maybe. Yeah. It'll rain. If there's heavy rain here, people will drive probably 10 miles per hour under the speed limit because they just like they don't know how to deal with it. It's insane to me. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I'm a safe driver. I'm a grandpa. Sorry. Sorry if that offended you. No, it doesn't offend me. <laughs> I'll wrap it. But yeah, once you live south of the Mason-Dixon line and get see a s- snow event, I guess. You'll see, like, yeah, they're not prepared for that it's, shit. Like, when I was in Tennessee, event. blew my mind. Yeah, we got a dusting in Kansas once, and they closed the prison. And I don't know if they <laughs> thought they'd get, like, you know, two or three inches. And, like, Kansas, to get snow, like, this this is stuff that happens. They're like, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to send all the, like, non-essential employees home. And I was like, this isn't snow, you know. Like, no, I love. I love. I'm not saying that we get dumped on, so we don't get like 25 inches like Buffalo does or like Superior does. It's not like that. But driving in snow has never been like, oh my god, like I'm gonna die. I almost died a couple times driving in snow because I didn't think that. But yeah, I loved that part that they would close everything because I was non-essential at the time. I wasn't like certified to do the job I was training to do. So like, I got like five days off for an inch of snow but, but all right so i'll move to my under my under is uh my dog lost his favorite toy in the move so he was kind of moping around for a while but i wrote these like early in the week he found his toy i think our other dog hit it like the so we have a middle child so the cat's the youngest my dog is the oldest and Gabby's dog is the middle child who gets picked on all the time by the cat and the other dog. So I think the older dog hit it because this morning we walked out and she was like playing with it and she never plays with it. She just plays with it to rub it in his face. So, so that my under is resolved. He has his toy. So we're good. My over was that I caught the Australian open or the final of the Australian open. And it was amazing. The final set is all I caught. Like it ended up going five. I think that's the most you can go. Yeah. Yep. It was five. Nadal came back and won it. I can't believe like, I can't remember how old he is. I think it's like 35, but like in tennis, he just seems like he's like 50 and still doing it. I, I don't know how to describe what I'm thinking. I don't know. He's just been there for so long. Like He's I, the Brad Davison. Of tennis. There you go. Yeah. 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 It does feel like he's been there a long time. All right. So, with our overs and unders, let's do spicy meatballs and then we'll get to the interview. So, all right. Mike says he's got an extra spicy meatball. He hasn't told us, but nope. So, this one, yeah, I can understand if we cut. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I think you should wash your balls and your dick more than you do your hands. And so the, my reasoning on this is, is that uh, you're never going to ask anyone to put your hands in, the, in their mouth. Yeah. 
But right, right. So your dick should be cleaner because somebody might actually put that in the mouth. But isn't your dick just cleaner? Because I don't know. They tell you if you touch your dick, you should wash your hands. I don't, you know, right? I See, feel I like never... your hands are on like more surfaces to get germs and stuff on them. Your that's that's balls fair. and dick are just in your pants. I mean, if they get sweaty, maybe just then do it. But I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just I'm just saying, make sure your dick's clean. Yeah, I got you. I don't know where to go because yeah, it's sweatier down there. Just take a shower before you ask somebody to do that. Be polite. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 leave it at that. <laughs> All right, Riley had a. Had one where he was yeah he was, sorry that one's gonna offend the nation no i just i didn't know um i think joe burrow has done more for america than joe biden and i think that's a layup um joe burrow reunited america i mean they're now america's team um they got rid of the big bad enemy in patrick mahomes jackson mahomes and patrick mahomes wife and the chiefs and i think he's like the most likable human on earth right now but yeah we'll get into the that game but i just think he's awesome i don't know if it's like a phase i'm going through but yeah no (laughs) no i I think yeah burrow's the man and like what i get I don't know. I'm just pretty naive to like president switches. Like everyone always freaks out about it. I'm not a very political person, but the only thing I've gotten from, <laughs> from Joe is probably going to sound shitty. So like the well-educated and, uh, political people that might listen to this, which maybe there's one of you, I just never feel the difference. So the only thing I've got is like, there's less like tweets, I guess, from a president i I just get a lot of i mean down here in texas it's very they're very vocal on their political uh, beliefs so that's the only thing that's different for me but yeah i agree i just kind of i mean they may say a few things that change something but for the most part my life has been pretty much the same that that's how it always seems to me even like switching from Whoever to whoever, and yeah, whatever. But Jacks or but Joe, but Joe Burrow, he's he's an icon. So, so I actually have an issue with Joe Burrow, I, and people who listen may understand. Like, it's got to be a success. I thought he wasn't going to be special, and he is, and that bothers me. But yeah, yeah. You I'll try to get over it, just like with Mac Jones. I was going to say it's Mac Jones all over again. Yeah. All right, so my spicy meatball. I don't know. Like, I'm not much of a video game player anymore. But anyways, I set up my room or a room in our our new apartment. And my PS4 was sitting there. And I plopped uh, the Madden game I had in. And Madden sucks nowadays is my spicy meatball. It's like I did not find any pleasure in playing Madden. I didn't go online. So that's probably has part to do with it, but there was that's, no magic. I remember you used to like come home, like happy to like go play Madden. And I was just like, this sucks. But then I put in the, the, the show and that's still amazing. LMB the show is 10 times better than Madden. I think that's 
Madden puts all their money and all their focus on like the online community. I think like the which they should road to the show career mode or like the Heisman, the NCAA football one. I think those were all good because it was more personal and not online where you just you'd have to pay to make your team better because that's what Madden is. You have to pay for the most part. You have to pay money for like in-game currency to upgrade your team so okay that's that's where i'm missing i'm never going to do that but if ncaa yeah. football comes back out i gotta stay away from it i'll sort of ruin my life it, it's officially coming back so oh okay yeah we should we should have a fucking league <laughs> we mike and we i used to do that right yeah i was terrible mike, i'm terrible yeah mike's awful at football video yeah. games the college football games are making a big comeback. I know what's the last one made like 14. I know for uh PlayStation three, like copies are being sold on eBay for like over a hundred bucks. Cause yeah. Yep. Cause like, I was going to try when the lockdown was like in full swing, mm-hmm. I was going to try to get it. And I have which it one did, somewhere. Which one did we play? I think it was 2014. I think Was it 14 or was it 13? 13 or 14. Was it, yeah, it was, he was on the cover? Recent one for sure. Yeah. I think it was uh, um, Michigan man, Robinson. Um, okay. Who was or maybe it was Desmond that? Howard, actually. Maybe it was like a throwback. I don't think so. I bet you it was Denard Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Because he was big one year. His rookie or his freshman year, he was really, he was a big. No, yeah, that will consume too much. Of my life. Yeah, the last one was fourteen with Denard Robinson on the cover. Okay, so I think we played the most recent one. All right, from spicy meatballs, we're going to go into talking Wisconsin basketball with our buddy Mike Rutz. Now, welcoming to the show, a good friend of the program and Badger basketball super fan, Mike Rutz. Mike, how you doing? Very well, very well. Yeah, you've been listening to most of them, haven't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and coming in, giving us Super Bowl picks, hanging out with us that <laughs> night. And then yeah. he happens uh, to keep up with the Badgers very closely, from my understanding. Yeah, somewhat close. I mean, definitely, I wouldn't say I watch every game, but the majority of games and definitely the primetime games for sure. So, Because, yeah, when the football season's going on, I kind of unplug, catch catch a game here or there. I'm going to change that about myself. That's, <laughs> that's another one of my New Year's things. I'm going to lock into basketball during football season as well. Because, yeah, I went back and started watching, like, the games, replays, and I was – I was back in love with Badger basketball and this team. Sure. Yeah, so this is the time of the year that I think that everything really starts to click. You know, I'd like to get push it off for another, like, week or two, right? I would have liked to do that, but it's not really the way shit works. And so now when they're on, the, that Nebraska game is weird, though, starting at four. But other than yeah. that, I've been trying to, like, really tune in. And they're fun to watch this year. But Mike, so you you've listened, so you know with our guests the intelligence test comes first. 
Did, were, were you prepared for the intelligence test? Actually, I not really. I kind of <laughs> wanted to. I know the Magna Carta one, if that's what you're going to ask me, okay? All right, we're going to see this. <laughs> so what year was the Magna Carta signed? 1215, right? Nailed Correct. it. Yes, okay. All right, you're the second person to get it right. <laughs> All right, but let's I- see how well you listen. How many uh, counties are in the state of Wisconsin? Oh, my God, I think it was, what, 52? No. I'm in 42. between two numbers on this one. What's yeah. your final? Right, well, so I'll ask you again. 42. Okay. 74. Oh, 74. Yeah. You remember 62, Riley? 64, 62. It's 72. 72. 72. I knew it ended in a two. Yeah. I knew it was 72 <laughs> or 74. All right. Here's your next geography question. Oh, How many U.S. states share a border with Canada? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we're, like that's a lot of them. We're going to give our listeners a little time so you can think about it for a second all right we can see the reflection on your glasses too so if you got any other tabs go i don't ahead. i don't have a freaking map on here so <laughs> all right trust me <laughs> <laughs> all right time's up we'll, What's, we'll say 12 oh almost i'm gonna go it. with 11 riley you got a guess i'm looking at it so i won't spoil it 13 uh all right, now um, name them. Alaska, Washington, <laughs> Idaho, Montana, ah, North, the, North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. I thought maybe or, there was only one between New York and Maine. And then I missed not, Alaska. Yeah, I feel like that's a miss. I, I looked was horrible. It up. I was horrible in school. I missed every Monday, just about. So. Well, you got the, the Friday. <laughs> I got that right because I looked it up when I, well, I listened. So that's about it. Well, <laughs> you got us beat. So that, that passes. So here's going to be our first relevant, <laughs> relevant trivia question. So what year did the Wisconsin men's basketball team win the NCAA championship? Oh my Lord. I feel like we haven't won them ever. Have we? Yep. They won one. Oh, we won one. Okay. My God. See, I'm not that big of a super fan. So. <laughs> no, it always, this one always blows my mind because I always know the Marquette team did because they came out with that, that documentary, how they kind of were, I want to say not like the Fab Five, but they were kind of stylish. Marquette sure. was stylish. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Al McGuire. Yeah. McGuire. Yeah. McGuire. 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 Yeah. My bad. <laughs> It has so, to be 19, like 40, 50. I don't freaking know. <laughs> not, so the 1940-41 season. So you got it. They beat Washington State in just a shootout, 39-34. to uh-huh. That's Wisconsin basketball, baby. Yeah, it's a hell of a match right there. All right. I'm going to get into the, the relevant stuff uh, right. of the, this interview, see what you got here for us. Sure. So – do you think the 2019-2020 Wisconsin Badgers team would have won the national championship if they played the tournament? Yeah, I, I know they would for sure. Because they got sure. hot, won their last eight games. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, damn, this Badger team's looking nasty. They were looking nasty. It was nice because most of the people that we had there that could actually score when they wanted to. So now it's just kind of like, 
he got Johnny Davis and Brad Davidson. That's about it. I can score. So now, back then, we probably could have won it all. I bet we could have, for sure. Yeah, they, I mean, they were actually making a good run. Well, I say that yeah. joking, but, like, <laughs> that was, like, the team I feel like could have got, like, to an Elite Eight. So, yeah. so, but they were a bubble team, correct? Right? So, I, like, before the final eight games, they might not have even been in. Yeah. yeah. And then they ran, ran eight in a row, hot. But anyways, we're going to get to this team. So starting like the end of last season. So I didn't look into this too much. So I hope you got better stuff for than I do. <laughs> but when, who, what, what was the, the bench coach that leaked the Orlando that, Tucker? Orlando Tucker. Yeah. Right. Leaks the meeting of Greg Gard. Like, do you know what that was all about? Cause it seemed like maybe every senior, like, Maybe guard didn't like every senior but size Davison because he's the only yeah, one that came back. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like Nate Reavers and uh, Demetri Trice. I think they had the biggest beef with the coach saying that like they didn't have his back or something. And it was kind of more of like a little pity patter kind of bullshit, I think, to be honest. Nate Reavers is, was trash at you if you were following at all. It can be. Yeah. Completely honest. I mean, from what was it, his junior year to his senior year, I think he diminished quite a bit. I mean, he was playing like crap. <laughs> so, well, and it seems like at some point, too, when they kept giving him extra years, like, mm-hmm. they're like, some of you guys do have to go. Else we're not going to be able to recruit guys because yeah. they'll just be sitting. But, True. but yeah, I was just curious what happened there. It might have stemmed back, too, because I don't know what year Kobe King left, but mm. I feel like some of it might have stemmed back from that, too. I, I could be way off, but I feel like when he left, that's all, like, the rumors. They're all every – like, everybody was saying there was chemistry problems after that point, but I don't know if that was the reason why or what that had to do with anything, but – I could see that, and – Riley is our uh, our drama expert. He's our TMZ portion of the show. So what, the drama queen. He, he he digs into that. So then with this this season starting, like I remember hearing and looking, and in the field of sixty four preseason, they didn't even have the Badgers in the field of sixty four. Like what? Why do you think this Badger team was so underrated? And like. Do they just not expect Johnny Davis to take the step that he took? Or probably that's what I would probably hang my hat on there. We lost what all those seniors to either other teams or they tried to go to the draft, even though they weren't worth it to him, to be honest. So, <laughs> I mean, this year, yeah, I mean, besides Davidson and now Tyler Wallace and Johnny Davis, I mean. We don't even have a true big man, which is kind of weird this year. Um, all our big men are completely trashed, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I mean, they have like they average like three rebounds if you look at some of the seven yeah. foot centers that we have. Uh Johnny Davis is our leading rebounder, I think, and he's a guard at fucking six five. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not I try not to talk crap about the team because I do like them, but it's just 
weird that we don't have a starting center that's actually somewhat worth a damn this year. And we're still doing good. And if you look at like the the team leaders is they Johnny Davis points 21 a game, rebounds eight a game, assists two a game, steals one, and he leads the team in every single category, except for blocks. Yeah. Who would have thought of a lacrosse Wisconsin guy would be the leading badger player? <laughs> yeah, that means pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it usually is, it's but... a guy out of Chicago or the cities that really yeah. runs the team. Or Sheboygan. Yeah. <laughs> Sheboygan. Yeah. But Frank ran the team. Decker never ran the team. Yeah. yeah. Everything ran through Frank during those years. But that was just like the last, his junior and senior year. Or did, wait, did he stay? Yeah. Decker left he stayed his all junior, four years. Decker left his junior year. Frank yeah. left his senior year. Which yeah. was the same year. So. But like I remember watching Franklin like getting a little bit of time his freshman and sophomore years. And I was like, this guy is just an absolute goofball. Like I don't I don't get <laughs> yeah. what, what yeah. they're doing with him. And then yeah, his junior year came on. Even even watching him score, like it just never it always went in, but it never looked pretty. I, I don't know. It was like it just looked Everything was in slow motion with him, but like it's still and forced, like Mm -hmm. seemed forced to me. So playing great lately, uh, only lost Michigan. Well, the only losses are what was it, Providence early in the year, who's now 17, Ohio State, who they ended up beating later, and then the most recent one, Michigan State. So Michigan State, let's let's preface this. So the Providence game, they don't have Johnny Davis. And Michigan State, they don't have Wall. And those are mm-hmm. two, those are probably your two main pieces on the floor. So Davidson kind of is the coach on the floor, but like Wall and Davis are your scorers. So yeah, not even bad losses. So no. And then they get a chance coming up Wednesday. So tomorrow to be. Number 18, Illinois in Illinois. So I'll be staying up late for that one tomorrow night. I think uh, that's where we're going to see us not having true big men because mm-hmm. yeah. was it Coburn, this uh, Illinois? Yeah, their <laughs> center who's like 7 1, just absolute monster. I think he's going to, he may have 30 points, 30 rebounds. <laughs> like, I think he's going to. And it's just so sad that I think they'll probably put Johnny Davis on him because our other big man just can't freaking handle it, I feel like. We always get bullied by him. Like, I just don't understand. If we had a true big man for once, I just wonder what this team would be like. Well, yeah. so I think that's what changed That's what changed him. Uh, Theodore Potter came in. Mm-hmm. He could come yeah. in and he could play as a big man. And that kind of changed their whole, like, system. Because he didn't start playing until – like the January timeframe or something. Like yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Potter. And then you see like with this team going forward, is there anyone that say maybe not be a very flashy guy right now, but like, is anyone coming in to their own that you think is going to be stepping up during this late stretch and make some, con- <clears throat> make some contributions in the big 10 tournament? 
I hope Crowell comes like he's one of our bigger guys. So, I mean, I hope he, I mean, he seems like he's doing a little bit better now that he's kind of getting into the season. So I hope that kind of transitions over to the tournament, but I don't know. One of those big guys is going to have to step up from make a deep run, I think for sure. So you can't have a six, five guard out rebounding a seven foot center all year. That's just not happening. Yeah, yeah. I guess if he takes a step forward, then then that's well, going to so, be a better matchup for Illinois. We don't want to have Johnny Davis lead in all the categories either, because if he's getting all them rebounds, that means he's working his ass off on the defensive end of the floor, yeah. right? Or like having to do other things where we want him to be the guy that scores. Like if you can give him spells of breaks, and I know that he isn't going to really take them. But if you can give him little breaks during the game, he's going to be a lot better school. Because once you get tired, everything gets hard. For sure. Yeah, I mean, he is the heartbeat of the Badgers, besides Davidson Wall. But, I mean, you watch a game, it's Johnny Davis flying around the freaking court 100%. Yeah, and that Minnesota game, it's just so nice to have a guy like that. Because, like, it gets close late, and then – Johnny Davis just like, okay, we're going to win this game. And he scores the last six points, closes the game out. Yeah, so that's the difference between really good teams, I think, and not so good teams is you got a guy that you can put the ball in his hands and say, go give me a bucket. And I th- I always thought, so the 2015-2016 Badger team was the best team I'd ever seen like team wise play, but it seemed like when the game came down to it, obviously they were great. Like they, but like, if they really needed like, Hey, we need Sam Decker to just take over for a little while. Like it seemed like they were so reluctant to like pick a guy to do that, which I mean, maybe it's because they had such a good team like that. They didn't really need to do that. But I don't know. I feel like you got to pick a guy like, hey, he's going to be taking the last shot. Unless, you know, I mean, even so, like, even Jordan pass, pass up last shots, like if it was yeah. the obvious move. So I think when, when it comes to that 15 16 team, the guy they wanted shooting the ball was uh, Koenig, right? So I think that probably he was the best shooter on the team, at yeah. least out of the starters. But so I would have said Decker's like was the guy that like if you needed a bucket, like maybe yeah. not like shooter, but like yeah. drive, get a foul, do something. But it right. just didn't seem like they let him do that. That's that's one of my spicy meatballs for a different day. It's I felt like he should have had a little bit more freedom. Oh, I think that's the difference with Greg Gard. He's letting Davis do it more, and that you're kind of seeing. That's why you're you're kind of seeing a player like Davis get like all this national recognition because he's the star of the team. When you look back at that 15-16 team, you could say Decker, you could say uh, Kaminsky, you could say R.U. Koenig, maybe. There's a couple of different players, but I think uh, Guard like really truly plays to his players' strengths rather than just playing that swing offense that he'll just – or Bo Ryan would just run into the ground. So, yeah. So, I mean, maybe with a little bit of a different style. I mean, I always remember people calling for Bo Ryan's head because 
Yeah, no, I do. I, I remember that because they were like, yes, we're always going to have like a very rock solid team, but we're never going to have a championship team. But I think they put that to rest when they should have won the national championship. If the rest and, re- and really both years, fight. both years you could have won. I mean, because that Kentucky game came down to like the last shot that when they lose in the final four and then they're, they were kind of stomping on Duke for a while there. Yeah. Things just kind of turned. Yeah. I thought, I thought they had it in the bag. So then, so in the big 10, I was going to pull up the standings here. Who do you think the biggest threat, like who's going to be contending at the top of it? Purdue, right? Because I think they're what third in the nation right now without looking at the standings. I'm not really sure. I think yeah. they're they're our best. I think we play them into next month, like a couple games in or something. I can't remember, but yeah, it's gonna be a big game. Might decide. Well, we have the Big Ten champion or the tournament, but yeah, yeah. So regular season. So yeah. we got Illinois eight and two, Michigan State's eight and two, Wisconsin's eight and two in conference. Uh, uh, Purdue's seven and three, but they're number four in mm-hmm. the country. I guess I didn't realize that we had so many eight and twos and <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's top heavy. It's stacked. And then and then even, yeah, when you get to the middle of the road, the Hoosiers, I guess Big Ten's never going to be an easy place to play unless you go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, right. everything gets harder when you go on the road, and that's for sure. Well, and so we beat Purdue on the road, which was the big mm-hmm. deal. Like, we never beat Purdue on the road. Purdue right. can have bad teams and we don't beat them on the road. For some reason, we lose to Northwestern in basketball and football when we're in Evanston. Mm-hmm. I just – it's cursed. For sure. Definitely football. That's that's my least favorite place to watch the Badgers play, not just because the stadium sucks ass, but, like, we lose. That's, so that stadium looks like lacrosse's stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a good high school field, basically, is what it looks uh, like. So – I would argue that it wasn't even that. So in Kansas, I would drive by this football stadium going to work, and it would just be this. It was better than their stadium randomly in uh, Leavenworth, Kansas. Like, and like that, like that's right outside a big city. So I get it. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. There's, there's some nice high school fields that would compete with it right around where I am. I'm sure where Riley's at, they're actually better than. Yeah, there's yeah, there's quite Over a few the, better than UWL. That's high school stadiums down here. But I can't remember what game I tuned into. I think I know it was Harvard, but I can't remember if it was Harvard, Yale, or Prince, like an Ivy League one, but they were playing in in Harvard basketball. And it was just like it looked like the Sparta gymnasium. Like I was like <laughs> it, and I was like, I get like uh, athletics isn't your your forte there, but like, really, like if you get a chance, look up Harvard's basketball court. It's it's just dog shit. Like I don't even get how they like they sell tickets. They don't like you can't buy tickets online. You have to go there and get like the little five dollar stub. But anyways, getting back to. The Badgers stuff. So what do you think this team's ceiling is? Um, To be completely honest, I hope it's not in the round of 32. I could see them maybe go to the Sweet 16. 
Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. It all, like I said, depends upon who's going to step up besides two people. I'm hoping we're not peaking too soon. That's what I'm no. worried about. And I just, I just think if we run into a dominant big, we're, we could be in trouble early. That's mm-hmm. my only concern. But I think if a big steps up, we could maybe make an elite eight run, maybe a little more if we, if we're all playing at our top. But I don't know. I just think without a dominant big, it's going to, it's going to hurt us. Yeah, I'm seeing sweet 16 and then get like a favorable matchup and then just shit the bed as Wisconsin as you can get. Yeah, the blue balls. That's what I call them. They just blue ball. Fucking every Wisconsin sports team just blue balls the shit out of this every year. I swear to God. Yeah, gets you excited. Gets you excited just to let you down. Even the Caleb Williams talk just summed it all up just perfectly. I didn't even get excited for that. Like I, I know, but like as it kept going, I'm like, you know what? There's a chance. There's a chance. And then just deep down, I'm like, what? Why would he pick Wisconsin over USC? But do you do you think there was actually a chance, or do you just think the circles we run in? Like I had a I had a slight chub about it. I'd say this is a slight one. I mean, because his kid or the guy that we just uh, got for our offensive coordinator, Evergrim, uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Engram? Ingram. Engram. Ingram. Okay. We got him from the uh, Ravens, correct? And his son plays for the Badgers. And I guess they're best friends with Caleb. The family's friends with Caleb. And maybe that was a sign, but I don't know. It kind of got me going just a little. <laughs> so, so I saw somebody say, and maybe it was in our tweet stuff that the NIL stuff is way better in LA. I think yeah. it, I think that's the opposite. So there might be more money in LA, but there's way more fame in LA. You don't need to go to a college kid to figure out like you know your uh, advertising and shit like that. You could go and get any like sitcom star to do the same thing for the same money. You know, so like sure. in Madison. The real fame is in the Badgers. Oh, yeah. That whole city revolves around the Badgers. Yeah. I don't completely agree with that. I just think there's so much more money in L.A. that you're going to find a way to make more money in L.A. I don't know. Yeah, I so could be fair. wrong. We'll, we'll see, like, when this NIL stuff, like, starts playing out. But I, I just feel like the boosters, USC – before the NIL thing was paying their players more than what Wisconsin's <laughs> going to be paying them or like what they're going to be getting. Then um, quick trip needs to step the fuck up and start giving them some sponsorships. They need to give them like a free hotspot item or a big buddy. Some Culver's, shit, you know? Culver's, yeah, Culver's and quick trip just needs to start coughing up money for some NIA sponsorships. We're, we're going to get harassed Sundrop into the point. Yeah. Of, of they don't spot. even know what the fuck Sundrop is in Madison. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Like, I remember going there as a kid and I had to settle for squirt. Bullshit. <laughs> no, no, so it drives me crazy. I'll, I'll drop that. Fuck. It drives me crazy when people compare squirt to Sundrop. It doesn't seem anywhere near the same to me. What would you compare to Sundrop? So... In my mind, it's like a Mountain Dew or a Mellow Yellow, where Squirt isn't either of those things. Yeah, it's more citrusy. 
where it's like a mix of Sprite and Mountain Dew, I feel like. Just like they had a kid. I don't even know It'd if I had a fucking squirt, to be completely honest with you. It'd be squirt. The only squirt that? I've had is something it's we Different don't types have. of squirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love uh, it. So I'm hoping everybody's prepared for this. So we're oh. I'm calling it Badgers make it to the Sweet 16 and get their heart broke in just the rawest fashion they can get it broken. But what we are going to do now, we are going to draft our best starting five Badgers. Yeah, we're going five, Mike. We, and we obviously can't have repeats. No repeats, and okay. and we'll oh, probably God. and we'll probably one end up, different Badgers. <laughs> going to end up going to three before it's over. Um, do we want to do so, Mike? Since you're the guest, you're going first, but. Mike D and Riley, do you want to do something to to decide who goes first, or do I, do I just get to pick the order? Who can um, chug a beer the fastest? Ooh, that would have been good. <laughs> just pick the fucking order. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> I'm already so, pissed that it's five. I thought it was three. We're we're going Rutz, then me, then Doherty, and then Riley. Riley's last because. He got to pick first, but we'll snake it back. So you get to get two, two picks right in a row. So okay, with okay. one one, where are you going, Mike? I think I'm going Frank the Tank. I'm gonna go with Sam. All right, I'm going with Alondo Tucker. Riley, give me uh, Finley, and then give me Devin Harris. I thought I was gonna get some guys that that I'm not gonna get at all. So we're keeping track here. So I got a center so far. So you know what? I'm going to – my favorite, I think. I think I'm up I next. No, oh, yeah. Oh. It's Doherty now. Oh, okay. So it goes – Which there. is good. I'm going to take Johnny <laughs> Davis. All right. Now it's um, me. I'm probably just going to have the 15-16 team. Uh, all right. I'm going Koenig. I do uh, Zach Showalter. And then I get to do another one, correct? Yep. We'll go Ethan Happ. Okay, you got your big boy. So I still need a big boy. Dang, yeah, you guys are making me only want to pick. I'll take my big boy late. So I have Koenig. I got a shooter. All right, we're going to go. I'm going Brust. Benny, we're going to just be shooting threes the whole time. Mike. I'm going to take Mike Kelly. From the 2000 Final Four team. Give me John Luer. Ooh, good pick. Good pick. And then give me Brian Butch. All right, Mike. <laughs> I'm back up again. Fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's see here. I need a I need a big man. I'm gonna take Joe Crab off at four. There you go. I like that one. I need some hard-nosed kids on my team. Grabbing <laughs> off is that guy. You don't fuck with Crabman. My team's going to look dumb on paper, but I got two guys that I like too much. So I'm going Bruzewitz, <laughs> my, <laughs> my boy. My I forgot he existed. <laughs> Mike the Bruiser Bruzewitz? I thought about going with an all-Mike team for a minute there. 
Where do you think Bruzowitz is playing? Where do you think Bruzowitz is playing nowadays? He's probably not. Playing. He might be playing overseas. How do you spell? How do you spell that? B r u e s e w i t z. All right, Mike, you get two, two on out. All right, um, we go uh, Taylor. Did anybody say him already? Or no? Who? Jordan Taylor. Oh, you know that was good. Oh yeah, that's a great pick. That for a fifth round, fourth rounder, that's a great. And then I think uh, Nigel Hayes is going to be someone mm-hmm. that, yeah, I don't know. He just seems like he could always shoot a three when needed. I, so I was going to pick him, but like I, was, like I was saying, I was like, my team was just looking like the 2015, 2016, which wouldn't have been a bad, bad call. But I needed my other favorite, Kirk Penny. <laughs> I was wondering if anybody's going to go back. So that's a good. I like that pick a lot. But I got I got three guards and two forwards. So we're. Oh no, never mind. I got three forwards. Okay, we're good. We're good. No no center on my team, Mike. You're the last <laughs> one. I'm not going to have a center either. I'm going to take uh, Michael Flowers, and I got. Definitely the all defensive team outside of Tucker. I got the all heart team just with Bruzewitz. All right, Riley. I was thinking I was going to be able to sneak Michael Finley in there for sure. My last guy will be Trayvon Hughes. Yeah, good pick. I'm going to try to do some great graphic design with this thing. And we'll have this out for people to vote on. So I'm just going to run through. So ruts. Is Frank the Tank, Showalter, Ethan Happ, Jordan Taylor, Nigel Hayes. Pat has Sam Decker, Bronson Koenig, Ben Bruss, Mike Bruzewitz, and Kirk Penny. Mike has Orlando Tucker, Johnny Davis, Mike Kelly, Joe Kravinoff, and Mike Flowers. Riley has Finley, Devin Harris, John Luer, Brian Butch, and Trayvon Hughes. All right, I think we covered everything then. So, Badgers are making it to the Sweet 16. Mike, you got any more good stuff you want to give us? Me or the other Mike? Oh, ruts. This is going to be a confusing <laughs> one for everybody. That's all right. Um, no, I mean, I, as long as the Badgers keep playing like they are, um, team basketball and – yeah, Johnny Davis keeps playing the way he is, and you get Davidson to go off on those little tangents that he can, where he just seems like he's on impos- impossible to guard. I mean, it might make a little deeper run than the Sweet Sixteen, but you just never know. Yeah, I expect seemed- him like, yeah, like you said, I expect him to definitely blue ball everybody that cheers for the goddamn Badgers. So I try to keep my my hopes high, but. I know I'm going to get let down at the end of the year. So, yeah, it seems like though, like say when Johnny Davis is off, um, Davison steps up, vice versa. Like Tyler Wall steps up occasionally. Yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully we make a good run. Well, thank you, Mike, for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully they make it all the way. <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's what my bracket's going to say, at least. Oh, it's yeah. never never been right yet, but one no. day. <laughs> it, if it happens, 
I'm not going to be the one that misses it. So that's that's what I got going for me. But thanks again, Mike. Yep. All right. That was talking basketball with Mike Rutz. We drafted our teams in there. I'm going to make the best graphic that you guys ever seen. And we'll see who wins the draft. Who do you guys think won that one? So I know Riley thinks he did. I know for a fact I did. So my my team's going to shut you guys all down. Crabbing off and just be elbowing dudes in the face. So my only gripe with Riley's team is like, I didn't expect him to pick the guys that he picked because he didn't even see the guys that he picked play. Besides, your first two picks, you didn't ever. I've seen Devin Harris in the NBA. Uh, I've seen John Luer. Brian Butch was kind of right when I remember. And Trayvon Hughes. Uh, Finley, obviously, yeah, I'd never seen him play. Maybe his tail end of his NBA career, but he's in Badger Legends, so I feel like that. So when I, I went like- Decker number one, I expected either Finley or Harris to get back to me because I didn't think Mike was going to go with both of them. But then Riley went with both of them, which I didn't expect at all. So that blindsided my team. I don't think my team's the winner. Did you expect me to do like a whole 2015-16 team? That's what I basically ended up almost doing. <laughs> no, I was so, thinking that. I, I did not expect either of you guys to go with Finley. I didn't. I definitely didn't expect Pat to go with like a Kirk Penny, who was not necessarily a like he was a star of one of those teams, but I don't know that he was like a a, a guy people remember. You know what I mean? Like I remember like thinking he was awesome, but I don't. I didn't think that that would be like a common take. Yeah. No. I think the New Zealand thing. So I was young and like knowing he was from like New Zealand made me happy for some reason. I don't know. And I just remember him lighting up a couple times. I would actually have to like go back and watch some games to see what he was really good at. Like to me, I just remember him. It doesn't seem like he was like that fast or like dynamic or anything, but it just seemed like he could shoot. I think he was a shooter. Yeah. But to be honest, I didn't. I asked you after who he was. I never even heard of the guy. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think most of the people who listen will be like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. But, fair enough. but that's that's how it rolls. So if I have to guess who I think is going to win the draft, which sadly I would always want to say it's going to be me. Whatever. I will let you guys decide. I, I did not write down other people's teams, so I can't even like <laughs> Judge, yeah, I mean, yeah. wrote down mine. I was like, okay. So Mike thinks he wins. Riley thinks he's gonna win. And so I, I have a tr- I have a very traditional Wisconsin basketball team, right? I got one guy that can score, and then I have four guys get, that can really play fucking. That's not true. I got two guys that can score. Yeah, you got two guys. Three guys, guys that really play defense. So from the interview, we're gonna roll into the Wisconsin minute. We're gonna start the Wisconsin minute with Bucks in 60 seconds with Riley. Riley, oh, man. I feel like I say the same thing every week. I was talking to you about this beforehand. We uh, we went one and two. We uh, Both of our losses were two blowouts against the Cavs and Nuggets. And we just we were struggling now. I, I, I – 
we're one and two. So again, I keep saying it's early in the year. Two and two after tonight. Yeah, two. Yeah, they beat the Wizards tonight. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we haven't really improved. The uh, trade deadline is coming soon. I I I can't remember the date off the top of my head, but. uh, it looks like we'll be making a move. I've been reading on Twitter for, I mean, take that with what it's worth. Um, I just think we're truly lacking some depth from our team, some um, just bench production. We didn't really improve from last year, so maybe that has a factor to do with it. I don't know. But I think we will make a move at the trade deadline and hopefully strengthen up our um, depth. Uh, this week, we have the Wizards, which we touched on. We uh, won that game. We are at Portland. We are, and then we were, we are in LA against the Clippers and Lakers. We have a West Coast trip. I think we have one other game, but that we'll cover that next episode. But we'll be on a West Coast trip. So hopefully we can pick up a few game, few games here and there. But I think the game against the Lakers is on prime time. So hopefully see that on ESPN or TNT. Pat, I know you had some to Yeah, no. So I got some questions for you. So I I was a little blown away that the Cavs were 30 and 19. I think they're actually won another one since. Won one and lot. So they're 31 and 20. And I did not know Rondo played for them. Kevin Love is still alive. And is this Darius Garland guy actually good? Or did he just have a great game when he was playing the Bucs? Because he looked he looked like he was good on a band. So Garland, yeah, is definitely one of their best players. He's averaging 20 points a game. He's a really good player. They have a lot of pl- – it's, it's one of those teams that just are put together weirdly in the offseason in hopes that they do click. And they actually do. They have um, Jared Allen, who's from the Nets, who was one of their best players, but they were not a really good team at that point. Uh, Sexton is a good player for them. Kevin Love, he, everybody knows Kevin Love. He, I mean, he's towards the end of his career, but he's still a good player. Mark Uden, who's also a solid player from the Bulls. Uh, Rubio, they, they just have a good mixture of good young talent like solid young talent and then solid veterans that have been there before so I think they just have a good combination they're a lot like the Bengals I guess of the NBA just kind of a weird mixture of young talent and good veterans that seem to be clicking and then I'll move down to the next game so the game of the Bucks won um Florida in the second half Looked like Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday were clicking that game. Tough to beat when they're all clicking like that. I will say the one play I've seen in that game that you should go back and watch is the Giannis. He threw the ball over his head, bounced past to Grayson Allen, and just drilled a three. That was phenomenal. But my question for this game, is this Sandro Mamokalushvili? is it worth learning his name? For what game? I'm sorry, the Knicks? Yeah, so it's a Bucks player, Sandro Mamokalushvili. He hit one through. Oh, okay. So he, um, yeah, we drafted him this year. He was a draft pick. I don't know which round. Second round he's, pick, yeah. Yeah, he's a foreigner. I want to say Serbian or Greek. 
I think he was I one for one. He, was like, yeah, he, he's that's kind of he doesn't get much playing time. He played for Seton Hall in the Big East. He was a good player for them, but yeah, he doesn't get get much playing time. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I don't see him see him getting much playing time or how he fits into this lineup. I know the Bucks; they always seem to take like a big white European dude every draft or something like that. And he was just our pick this year with that. So I don't know. Like I said, he could work out, but I think he's just, he's got a weird playing style compared to what we expect from our bigs. Yeah, no, I mean, the shot looked nice. So I was like, okay, should I start liking this guy? Should I learn how to say his last name? And then Nuggets just beat the living shit out of the Bucks. So Bucks ain't dirt that game. That Nuggets team, though, that team is a team team. Like, I was very impressed watching the Nuggets. Like, it's like a dad's wet dream of a team. Like, they share the ball so well. And the fat kid is the best player on the on the on the team so that's what i had for the nuggets i don't know if i had a question in that game just shout out nuggets you're fun to watch all right do we that's all i got you got any more for the bucks no i think we're good uh like i said they i think they're going to be somewhat active on the trade deadline so look out for that but do we want to cover down on marquette at all they beat seton hall 73 63 and then they lost to Providence, who Wisconsin's also lost to, uh, 63 to 65. Um, in the Seton Hall game, uh, Marquette was in control basically the whole game. Justin Lewis looks like he's a beast. My Riley question in this one is, is, is he a one-and-done guy? See, I, I haven't been watching Marquette as much. They have a lot, quite a few players that – seem to step up at different times like they don't have one consistently good player like the Badgers do with Davis but he definitely has the talent to do that he's been getting slowly some of these Marquette players have been getting more national recognition with more wins that they've been getting I don't know that's definitely something to look out for I think Hopefully his draft stock does go up, but with a team like Marquette right now, there's not much spotlight on them, so he might have to wait until you know he gets more recognition. But yeah, no, I, could, he, I could be I could be way off. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, because no. he, he looked great in that game, and then he just when Marquette was at Providence, he just didn't look that great in that game. Yeah, decent team effort for Marquette there. Providence is a good team. They're, I mean, they're ranked 17th right now, but they're 18 and two. They're best. They're the best team in the Big East, and yeah, I think we were, yeah, we were leading at halftime, and we only lost by two at uh, Providence. So, I don't think that loss really means anything. Um, I think it's kind of weird we dropped in the standings after that, but I still think Marquette is a really good really good team and a team to look out for in March. So, yeah. And I mean, playing in a tough conference as well. Like, so, I mean, we'll get to see who they really are, but I just want to pull up. So there was something I found fishy about Providence. I mean, obviously we've seen them beat Wisconsin early without Johnny Davis. 
But like honestly, they haven't like if if you count Seton Hall as a good team, which they're a solid team, Xavier a good team, Texas Tech. But their their records like very inflated. But I guess they haven't done anything wrong to like like neglect why they would be rated, but it just seems like they've had a lot easier schedule than the Badgers. The Badgers, at least. But Mark player. What's so that? So they have a player where, like, the ESPNs of the world would have thought they were going to be good from the jump? They have, like, this Durham guy as the, the leading scorer on their team. He seems to be pretty good. But, yeah, I don't know. My province uh, basketball watching has been limited to what I've seen them do against Marquette. And I don't really pay attention to, to the other teams stars and stuff unless it's like John Moran torching Marquette in in the tournament I I couldn't tell you that but I think there is a reason why they're they've only had two losses let me look they from looking they lost to Virginia by almost 20 which is Virginia's had a good team this year I don't know the other loss but all that they seem like a team like Marquette where a lot of different players can score any yeah. other night, and that I'm, that's as much as I know, and I that could be wrong, but well, their other loss, Marquette whooped the shit out of them in Marquette, eighty-eight yeah, to right. fifty-six. That's so, right. So yeah, fun basketball team though, Marquette. Like lots of blocks, fun stuff to watch. The three-point shooting team, I think. All right, and I am gonna kick this to our TMZ crew. That's um, Mike and Riley. Mostly Riley, but you guys are the drama alert because I was going to look some stuff up. I seen Mo Drayton was fired, but we'll do a little Packer news. So, do you guys got anything? Because I didn't fully look up. I just seen a flash that that the obvious got executed. I had a discussion with the guy today that, like, if you know you're going to fire him which you probably know at the end of the regular season anyway, you might have wanted to do it. And that might have saved, right? So guys might execute differently if you fire him week 15 or whatever. We've seen things like that happen where a guy gets fired and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, shit, you know, I actually have to work a little bit harder at doing my job correctly because this could cost me money. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's like some butterfly effect to it. I think exactly what you said is like, I think guys lock in, like, I don't know how the Packers special teams wasn't like, okay, there's a microscope on us. Like anything we do wrong right now is getting just put on blast and then still go out and just have the shittiest special teams performance and like, I don't know. Have you seen a playoff a team, a playoff game like that? Like, I, I don't, I feel don't like recall, but I'm right. sure there's probably a shittier. There probably has been, but like, I don't remember like shitty playoff games like that. Yeah. Especially like when you can't trust your kicker to hit a 30 yard field goal, like without it getting blocked, not saying that's on Crosby there, but like, like, there was yeah. never a field goal that we've lined up for where I was like, okay, I feel good about this. I feel like even the one that got blocked in that game, I kind of had a bad feeling. But 
maybe that's hindsight kicking in. But I feel like all the special teams games that like we've struggled in have been games like from start to finish. We just struggled the whole game. Like the Bears game that Monday night or Sunday night game, like we that there we had a kick return, a punt return that got called back. Luckily, there's a few other games where we struggled special teams wise, but like from the start, like I feel like it was one of those games where you kind of knew what direction the special teams were going in. So you're you're kind of hoping to get ahead of that. Yeah, no, I so I used to always so I was an avid uh Mike McCarthy isn't that bad of a coach. Um, it's gonna be hard to find a guy better than him. Don't but then when they fired him in the season, like I feel like that that worked out. So maybe maybe you got a quicker trigger with something like that. Because I mean I that, that one just that seemed too. Like obvious. So I don't know if I went over this last week on the podcast, but the Mike McCarthy thing with the Dallas game and them having whatever number of penalties, I think that to some extent that is like the guy that they draft, right? So Dallas has drafted guys that are super high talent and super like risky, either in their person, I guess you could undis- undisciplined is a great way to put it. So either in their personal life or in their football life. Right. So they don't always do all the right things, but they're very, very high talent guys. And the Packers always draft like more of like a disciplined guy that might not be super high talent. Right. And so Mike McCarthy kind of, when he faced good teams, could hide that in Green Bay. And then it just, they showed all their warts in Dallas that like they weren't preparing and they weren't like doing the right things like making sure your guys don't jump off sides or you know the little penalties that just plague Dallas in that Niners game that might be a Mike McCarthy thing yeah yeah I saw that kind of stuff with the with the Packers but not quite to the same extent yeah my bigger gripe with McCarthy was like he very much just relied on like, hey, we're more talented. Like one, I mean, once they won the Super Bowl, like, and it just didn't seem like we had a real good plan other than, hey, we're just gonna let Rogers figure this out, which yeah, he did a good job like for a couple seasons, but it was catching up to them for sure. Like I said, I don't think got, I don't got, think you notice it with the Packers because they draft a different type of player. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, with I, Dallas, they draft, you know, it's two different types of guys and they both can be successful in the NFL. I'm not trying to say one is and one isn't, but it's a, it's a different kind of microcosm of just his coaching style might be too laissez faire. Yeah, no, I could, I could see that. And we are going to roll into the Sundrop Challenge. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to rapid fire. So we had Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs were minus seven. Uh, Pat and Mike won that game. Riley loses. And then we had the 49ers at Rams. Rams were minus three and a half. Um, This is going to be the first time there was ever confusion in the double dot. So Mike's 
a hundred dollar bet covered, but his double dog did not cover. So it canceled out and it was nothing. So Mike washed on the game and Riley and I both lost the game. So for the week, Mike ended up up a hundred. Riley shit the bed, lost both games, negative 220, and I ended up negative 10. So we all lost a week. We all split it. And then for totals, I am negative 270. So right now I am losing the tiebreaker, which is going to make me have to shotgun the sun drop. So if that makes sense, I, I don't know if I ever explain this clear enough, but anyways, long story short, one of us has to shotgun a sun drop or more. So I'm the only so, one that could shotgun two at this point. So if, if I'm the only one that loses the Super Bowl, um, I'm shotgunning two. But we're not even going to pick the Super Bowl on episode 12 right now. We're going to pick it on episode 13. Um, do you have questions, Riley? Because Riley's still confused of the Sundrop Challenge. I am so confused. But if I don't have to Sundrop more than – or shotgun more than one Sundrop, I am fine with that. I, I just – I don't know what makes you Sundrop more than – or Jesus, sun shotgun more than one Sundrop. Like so we're what? playing – like, do you know what match playing golf is? No. Okay. So we're so, playing by the week. Yeah. Okay. You lose a week, you lose a sun drop. Okay. So because we all lost, it cancels out. So it has nothing to do with our final, like, bing bongs or, like, final record. It's just who lost the, mo- or the most amount of weeks. But it the total has to do with the final record. Yeah, but the total also counts. So right now, the total is one sun drop itself. So say if I would have lost wildcard weekend like I did the divisional round, which Mike did, and then the championship round. So I would have be I would have lost all three weeks and I would probably had the least amount of bing bongs. So I would be shotgunning four sun drops for the three losses in the week and okay. then the total. So right now, with everyone losing one. It's just coming down to the total. But if you lose the Super Bowl and I win, you would be shotgunning two sun drops. So you still have a shot at we all actually do. It's almost like because I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna give it away. All right, so we are gonna cover the first game where the Bengals. 127 to 24 over the Chiefs. I'll roll into this one. So I thought the game was over for sure when the Chiefs scored three touchdowns on their first three possessions and were winning 21 to three. Big changing point in the game to me was Bengals responded before the half, went down and got a touchdown to make it 10 to 21. But then the Chiefs marched right back down and get it on the goal line, and then walk away with no points. Like, I think if they even kick a field goal right there, I think it's a different game. Like, they go in the locker room, Bengals have all the momentum. 
and you could see it when it came out at half real quick. So my take for the this game is that if you want to shit on Rodgers for having a bad game against the Niners, you should be shitting on Mahomes. He did the same thing, except for with like two more successful drives first. And then he didn't do nothing for what? Almost three quarters? No. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. They I mean, he didn't do those... anything for three quarters. Two and a half. Yeah, they scored three touchdowns right away. So it's a so Rodgers is a little bit longer, but if you wanna if you wanna say like Rodgers doesn't know how to win, you better say the same thing about Mahomes, because that's what happened. And I mean the elements weren't really there for Mahomes, where I'm talking the second half of the Packers game, which I think the Packers should be built to win in January. And obviously the 49ers had to deal with the same conditions. I feel like their team is maybe not better equipped to handle the the conditions, but with what Riley said last week with AJ Dillon going down, like I feel like we're pretty evenly matched, but when Dillon's out, I feel like the Niners got the edge from the weather, but still no excuse. But I love how Mike can tie anything back into the Packers. He's the most talented Packer tiebacker. But yeah, our most successful tweet ever ended up happening in this game. Uh, when the Chiefs could not tackle Joe Burrow. It was like a complete opposite of the week before where Joe Burrow was just taking sack after sack because, like, this game he was getting away from absolutely everything. But after we got one one good tweet out, it reminded me of the episode of uh, SpongeBob when he ripped his pants and he just, like, kept doing it. <laughs> we were chasing, we were chasing that unicorn. I think nobody. I think I we like funny anymore. I think I learned like the power of the hashtag. So I hashtag like the hashtag they show on broadcast, and I thought for sure that was the reason why we got that many. And then I just shot off like maybe twenty tweets <laughs> with the same hashtag. Open one would stick, and just I, I like it. I like it. But, I mean, all it takes is one tweet. It's yeah. a snowball effect. <laughs> no, that was a per- that was a great tweet, though, because it was accurate to what, what the fuck was happening, too. Somebody better call an ambulance. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> That's why you brought me in, so I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, that, no, that was perfect. Yeah. So, huge interception leading to a TD pass to Chase, where I think everyone in the game, like third and goal, Everyone knew it was going to chase. Like, I remember thinking before, I was actually going to try to tweet before the play. I was like, I don't think they should go to chase here because everyone and their mother knows. And I was wrong. They went to chase and he just approved why he is amazing. Even though I was surprised it was just one-on-one on the outside with him. And I am going to go with an underdog for the BJ. So my BJ goes out to Sam Hubbard. And then I'll give a assist BJ to like just the Cincinnati Bengals D line for how well they kept Mahomes contained. I think he had like 17 yards and that was huge. And they, I don't think they had a sack till the second half, but then they started sacking the shit off he, Mahomes in the second he half. He also seemed like he just was trying to do too much this game. Like every time he got any type of pressure, he like turned his back, 
ran one way, looked around, ran the other way, but but that's yeah, not was, unusual for him either. No, like, no. and I, they yeah. just weren't usually he does that, gets away, and then can make a play happen. Yeah, but, yeah. But that D line was was keeping it, keeping him in there. You got a BJ Riley that you're gonna toss out. Oh gosh. Um I think Sam Hubbard's a good one. I can I can give you a better one. Give me one second. I think T. Higgins. I mean, this is an easy kind of a layup one, but T. Higgins have had a good game. Uh Chase was the obvious pick to be kind of the stud wide receiver, but he seemed to be getting locked down pretty well. So T. Higgins or um yeah, T. Higgins stepped up. I forget T is his name, and I was just reading his initial, but his his real first name is T. So uh, oh, that's yeah. that's Riley's BJ. Mike, you got a yep. BJ you're gonna throw out in that game. So I liked um what uh Perrine did. You got that screen. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if that was an early in the third, maybe. Yeah, it was a no, I think that was, or their, was that their first touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, that was their first touchdown. That's uh right. he gets he gets that one. I think the Bengals defense deserves a big shout out because yeah, I think like you, you said the first three drives, it was 21 to zero. Yeah. Right. Or 21 to three or something. Yeah. And I think and, you missed my BJ where I gave it to Sam Hubbard in the D line for keeping Mahomes contained as well. Yeah. Like he had yeah. 17 rushing yards and I can't remember how, Oh, I actually have it up. So he got sacked four times for 39 yards so yeah and so the i think the d deserves a bj give it to all 11 of them pat hell yeah all right we're gonna keep this this show on the road so next game we had was 49ers at the rams rams winning 20 to 17 um what do you guys got i'll let you guys lead it back uh so the the Niners shit the bet, yeah. right? That game, that game, and so really, that's kind of. I'm gonna do what Pat um, appreciates here, and I'm gonna relate this back to the Packers again. Uh, that safety dropping the interception late in that game is the exact same thing that happened to the Packers last year in the NFC Championship game. Jakowski Tart. It was such like a memorable name to me. Like I remember. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever heard of him before. Maybe he's really good. Uh, I'm bad about some of that stuff, but his name is Jakowski Tart. Jakowski Tart. Yeah. All right. I like it. <laughs> I think watching this game just made me more frustrated that the Packers didn't weren't in this game. Cause I mean, we played both teams. Obviously, we beat the Rams and 49ers in the regular season, I think. And both teams just didn't look at their best, but the Niners, like you said, just pooped their pants and lost the game. I don't think the Rams won it. I think the Niners lost it. So I think Stafford was what he's been forever. And that's a guy that when the pressure comes on, he kind of fails. Right. So if that guy catches that ball, yeah, totally I think I lose. think if he catches it, because right after that too was a big play to OBJ, and then they had the yeah. helmet to helmet hit, so throw fifteen yeah. more yards on it. I think then they went down and got the field goal to put them ahead, and yeah. then 
Van Garoppolo. Yeah, no, because Jalen Ramsey returned the favor by dropping like the easiest pick ever. Okay, I, but that one I don't remember. Oh, it was it was they, the same. You pick your poison, like yeah. which which pick you should have came away with. Um, but then Garoppolo's last pick of the game was like the most Garoppolo play ever. Even though I got to give him a little credit, he, like the, the guy, his running back, like touched it. So and, there's been three plays like that in the NFL this year where guys are like going down for sacks and they're just like, I'll just throw it in the air as far as I can. See what happens. Uh, Carson Wentz had one. I want to say Stafford had one. And they're all like right down by the end zone. Like, I feel like, so I hate to toot my own horn, but I played quarterback in middle school. So pretty big deal. Yeah, I probably did that like once a year, and every time, even in that moment, I knew that was such a stupid thing to do. So I just don't understand how NFL quarterbacks are still. Well, yeah, but even um, uh, Josh Allen, like that's what he had to take out of his game, like Mm -hmm. because he was just doing that too much. Obviously, there was like his arm talent dropping dimes. But, like, I think that's what was holding Buffalo back until, like, these last two years is, like, they're finally like, hey, dude, just take that sack. But in the situation where Garoppolo did it, I think it was maybe a third down. Like, it was like, you got to do something. In his defense, like I said, like, it touched one of his dude's hands and then tipped up. So, and I think we have a different attitude about it being Packer fans because we watch a guy that never does that. He doesn't ever like just be like, well, let's see what happens. You know, he watched Favre do that forever. Like, I'm just going to chuck it. And he doesn't do that shit. He's like, I'm going to be really reserved with the ball. Easiest BJ ever goes out to Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 142 yards, two touchdowns. When the 49ers knew that was the guy that they needed to take out of the game, let OBJ beat him. And OBJ had nine catches, 113 yards yeah. as well. So, yeah, yeah I, apparently I, they didn't know to like cover him because a bunch of times they just decided not to. But he, it was like kind of on both sides. I don't know if Debo Samuel is just like so much better. Like, honestly, I would have just forced the ball to Samuel even more because every time he got his hands on the ball, he runs people over, he makes nice catches. Yeah, I don't know. So Samuel in the game, four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown, a big touchdown, sweet touchdown. And then he had seven carries for 26 yards. So he had the ball 11 times. I think I would have made sure he got it like 20 times. But I'm a dumbass, so they probably do cue on that eventually. <laughs> so. Uh, so a long-term question for the Niners. Would you re-sign Garoppolo? I think you would, because I feel like Trey Lance with Garoppolo being injured going into the playoffs, you feel like you would have seen a few packages for him. In the, But I just feel like with that not being the case, like he's just so far behind. Because, I mean, he had a few packages here and there in the regular season. But I just feel like that shows me that Trey Lance isn't ready. But I, I don't know if that means – keeping Garoppolo, signing a veteran quarterback or whatever. 
No, I think that's a good answer to it is, yeah, it definitely seems like he's not ready. I'm not very, like, I don't think Garoppolo is like that bad. Like, I think he falls into like Tannehill. I think Cousins is better than both those guys. Um, Garoppolo will win you some games you don't deserve to win and lose you games that you probably shouldn't lose. Yeah. So I feel like he's even though I think that's the thing about him is good. So I think I'm going to contradict you a little bit. I don't think he really loses you games that you should win. He just doesn't win you games when it's the coin flip. You know what I'm saying? It's like he but doesn't you, win you, you this game, was but he doesn't the lose your 49ers game though. If that's because that was kind of a but he game. didn't win that game. So he yeah, doesn't fair. help them. Yeah, fair. Yep, yep. That but he sense. doesn't throw. I mean, I know I'm kind of contradicting <laughs> myself as well, but he doesn't like, he doesn't throw many picks. I mean, he got into the yeah. Super Bowl. If they're running the ball well and playing good defense, yeah. it's fine. But yeah, he's not, if they don't run the ball well, he's not going to go light a team up by any means. Yeah. So I think they have the team there where you can still sign Garoppolo and you're still going to be a contender. So yeah, I think you re-sign Garoppolo. I agree. Okay. You guys got any BJs? No big deal. I can toss out. So PJ's BJ, Cooper Cup. Gonna shout out uh Jared won the fantasy challenge this week. He already has his token for his free sun drop at Fast Eddie. So congratulations, Jared. You are the champion this week. I know you're chasing the grand prize, but that's pretty tough to get. <sighs> Close it out here. Thank you guys. Thank you all for listening. Um, we're going to keep getting better. I promise. We're going to keep asking uh, more people to keep coming on. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get. I love having um, the guests that are just our friends, but hopefully we get some more Chris Jackies on here soon. But but like I said, thank you guys for listening. Um, we're having fun, and we're going to keep, keep doing it. Haven't missed one yet. I'm actually very impressed with that. I say that every episode, though. Yeah, thanks, thanks for listening. Um, what, I, what have I been saying? Steal people's phones, download the podcast, maybe the Chris Jackie one. Give me, get us two. You don't even have to steal someone's phone. Maybe your significant other, just grab it, download it on there for it, start playing it. You can turn the volume all the way down so they don't even know that it's playing. Could be another little trick. Or yeah, or if you don't listen to anything when you go to bed at night, just turn the volume off on your phone. Yeah, there you go. Hit it for Perfect. And another thing that could help is to rate the... Uh, podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If it, if you're gonna write it good, if you're gonna write it <laughs> shitty, just ignore that you listen to this. But like, mom, I know you're listening. Just give me a call. I can show you how to rate it five stars. But yeah, rate it five stars. That really helps us too. If you guys are enjoying it, good thing Riley's around. I would never thought to do that at all. But like I said, steal somebody's phone, download that shit, turn the volume all the way down. And rate it five, listening to it and rate it five stars there. and rate Four it five stars. stars. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And 
all you suckers that don't think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl next year can eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.